1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on a busier than expected night in the Europa League Celtic so-called dead rubber with Betis proved to be eventful A 3-2 win and an injury to Kyogo Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's unbeaten start to life at Rangers Continued with a 1-1 draw in Lyon And David Gray is not looking beyond this weekend After the shock of Jack Ross's Hibs sacking I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans Celtic gained half a million pounds in prize money last night for beating Real Betis but they lost the man the Celtic fans think is beyond price we'll start to assess Kyogo was lost when Celtic play Motherwell on Sunday but Hibs must think their luck's changed they've got no manager but next weekend they could face Celtic in a cup final when Ange Postacoglu is minus Kyogo and Jota so we'll check out Hibs mood tomorrow when they go to St Mirren quite a weekend Kenny Miller was all supposed to be dead rubbers quiet non-eventful just get it over and done with and move on to the weekend didn't quite turn out that way did it? Definitely not at Celtic Park It was a really eventful game A lot of goals, a lot of chances I mean it could have been 5-5 It was a, a really attack-minded game Rangers game wasn't as uh, spectacular Some really good players Again, another positive result though For our, uh, one of our teams, you know So it's a points There's a definite coefficient mm-hmm. It benefits the last night Like Hugh says uh, Definite prize money So yeah all, all in all A positive night for our teams The number you need To get in touch tonight Is 01419511025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB But let's hear from you On the phones Because there is so much To get through What did you make of last night First up it was Rangers Rangers fans Some changes to the team What stood out for you Who impressed you How pleased were you To get that draw Celtic fans Where to begin It was quite the night You got of course The win that took you up To nine points not enough to go through What about the game itself And the performance And what about that injury to Kyogo Was he worth the risk What do you make of the decision To put him on Albin Yeti, Of course was injured During the game As well Rangers fans You can also look ahead To what's next Because you now know for sure That list of teams That will drop in From the Champions League Who would you rather face And who would you rather avoid And there is still That big managerial vacancy At Easter Road as well So 0141 951 1025 a busy midweek queue and a busy weekend as well coming up. And Postacoglu will come in for a fair bit of stick for having Kyogo even on the bench last night. However, when he came on to replace Albin Ayeti, all I could hear was the sound of cheering from tens of thousands of Celtic fans. So be a little hypocritical to turn on the manager. Uh, but Fate has played a cruel trick on Ange Postacoglu as he approaches his first final. He could do the game without Jota and Kyogo. As for Rangers, it's another game without defeat for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. It's a, a game against a very good French side away from home. He has to feel very good about himself and the team and look forward to what could be an epic at Tynecastle high noon Sunday. Yeah, is it important, Kenny, to keep that unbeaten Start. I mean it was a winning start until last night For Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Last night didn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things But you might as well come out with, it with a you know a positive result and, and keep that run going Yeah definitely I mean four wins First four wins, first four games Going away to Leon, who are a very very good team You rest a lot of players You make a lot of changes to the team 
and and you get a positive result. So, listen, it could have been a win, it could have been a loss. I mean, but both teams had chances. I felt Leon in the second half were, were definitely probably the better team, uh, pressing a lot. But uh, again, it's there is a resilience about that Rangers mm. team. You know the. They stick together. They, they got the job done. It was, uh, like I said, it's a positive result and it keeps momentum. You know, Giovanni's come in. It is an unbeaten start and it, and it keeps building that momentum. And which is a very, very big game again on Sunday. Yeah, we'll get through it all. I'm sure we're here until eight o'clock. So whatever is on your mind, pick up the phone. Celtic fans, what about the decision to bring on Kyogo? Can you understand it? Do you think it was absolutely crazy? Is it somewhere in the middle? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Callers right now. The manager Ange Postecoglou says the ridiculous fix. Your schedule and their style of play are contributing to the number of injuries they're picking up. And he says they don't currently have the squad to deal with it. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous amount of games we're, we're, we're having to play. Um, and I guess it's the way and the manner in which we play our football as well. Um, you know, it's 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 very demanding on the players. We don't have the squad yet to cope with that, and that's putting stress on us, which you know we we've had to deal with pretty much the whole way through. Um, but you know we've still still got seven seven games to go. Uh, remarkably, between now and the break, so we've just got to make sure that we um, you know, keep presenting ourselves well. You know, hopefully, getting some game time with some guys tonight mean they become you know, options for us in terms of having them game ready. So we'll just have to um, you know, adjust and, and do the best we can. I'll give you three options, Hugh. You can add to that list: understandable, crazy, or somewhere in the middle. Playing Kyogo last night or bringing him on. Understandable um, really? Yeah I think so uh, I know that Ange Postecoglou says the, the, the schedule is ridiculous However If you're Celtic You demand Europe If you're Celtic You are supposed to be In domestic cup finals If you're Celtic You have to be challenging For the league mm. It's all come together At the same time But As I say When Kyogo came on last night To replace a Yeti all I could hear was the sound of cheering. The Celtic fans wanted him on the park. And in, in, in the moment, it doesn't go. It probably doesn't go much further than oh, we like this guy, and, and here he is coming on. But in the cold light of day, it, it was it was a dead rubber essentially. I know the manager took uh, umbrage with that uh, phrase, but but I'm always why, told why risk him? I'm always told that well, he could get injured in training, you know. So it happened in a European tie. Uh, it was desperately mm. unfortunate. Ange Postecoglou is admitting that the way Celtic play And presumably the way they train uh, Could be a contributory factor to what happened What do you think Kenny? Because let's remind ourselves of the Celtic team To begin the game Ange Postecoglou is obviously well aware of not Risking Kyogo and Turnbull and McGregor and so on from the beginning But it was then the decision to put him on What did you make of it? With hindsight it's probably a, a poor decision Based on the fact that There's so many big games come up Obviously a cup final next weekend He has been your your shining light Along with Jota mm-hmm. Who you're already missing So whether he can get back For the cup final I don't know But now you're missing Two of that front three That we're talking about That has been so productive Scoring goals Assisting goals But more than that Their play has been Really really exciting to watch And I think that's a huge part Of how Ange wants Celtic to play so missing those two players potentially into a cup final is is mm. absolutely unthinkable for, for Ange and for any Celtic fan. So the fact that he's went on when Jota's already missing, could you just left him out of the squad completely to take away the temptation? Mm. Have if, if there is an injury, 
it takes that out of the equation. He's not there. We can't use him. Mm-hmm. Rest him up. We wrap him in cotton wool and we get him ready for the weekend. Uh, Alec is a Celtic fan first through. What do you make of that injury, Alec? What's your take on it? Hi, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, last night, I, I was I was in the same mind as other Celtic supporters that we should keep him wrapped in cotton wool. But I mean, he could go to training tomorrow morning, stretch for a ball. I think he was right. You know, you you play your players that you've got in front of you. You can't wrap them up. And hope that they don't get injured You've got to play if, if they're fit You pick them It's as simple as that Yeah I mean I get that Hugh and you and Alec Are on, along the same lines here But He was left out to start For good reason With, with the rest of them that, That's the bit I'm trying to To understand here It's not like I'm, And this notion that Yeah you can get injured In training Fine But do you not try and Reduce your risk Is that not the, is that not the point Well Ange Postagoglu again Since he arrived here Has always said That you must Test yourself He wanted Celtic to get a result last night Against Real Betis Again, I'm sorry to keep jumping in But that, that starting 11 does not fit with that That's the point see, see if we were standing here And Kyogo had started And Turnbull had started And McGregor Everything you're saying Would be fine You could say Look, this is a guy That goes all out To win games at all times But he gave debuts to Urugidi And, and Shaw And Soro played And, and McCarthy well, played So he was obviously of a mind to rest players We can all have 2020 vision With the benefit of hindsight It happened And he has to deal with it now uh, You could not have foreseen This happening mm. But it did And he Ange Postacoglu Will be the first to say Right we'll have to deal with it mm. How how do you Get around this stuff then Alec Because the manager says It's a ridiculous fixture schedule And the style of play contributes Now he ain't going to ditch His style of play anytime soon And like it or lump it You know You're stuck with the fixture list So What's the solution? I mean obviously We're, we're desperately hoping January comes And we can get Three or four new players in At the end of the day I mean last night Kyogo uh, I don't know if you remember But he raced back About 60-70 yards To put a tackle in You know Surely his game management Should have been better Instead of you know Rushing Rushing away back Stretching out a leg For a non-essential tackle In my opinion You know It was really Kyogo That, that Contributed to his, his injury uh, As far as the schedule's concerned Well, every team Same schedule and same number of games Unless you get to the final, obviously But uh, we just need to put up with that We should have a, a squad strong enough I mean, last night There was lots of pluses uh, The Irish boy was, was good The big fella and the right back was good Liam Shaw looked as if he could be A bit of a player uh, so there was a few pluses last night to to obviously look forward to yeah. the future. Kenny, I, I, just a point about the about the game management. Kyogo, well, if he's available and he's playing, then Kyogo's going to play the way Kyogo's going to play. You know, so he's not going to go. Well, I'm not going to chase back there because I might get injured. You know, so we can't have it both ways. You know, he's available to play. He's going to play the way he's going to play. For me, I get it. Best players available, but like you say, Gordon. That team suggests that You know what Yes we're going to get people game time If we win great If we don't It's not a big deal Because it is dead rubber It's not going to make any difference to Again there's prize money I get it And there is coefficients But by the way Cup finals and league points Are far more important to Celtic Than than coefficients It's as simple as that So you can't say Kyogo's game management He shouldn't be chasing That's the way he plays You know he's all action He's a team player He's going to go and do that Uh, Ange Postacoglu says They won't alter their style of play Despite the injuries they're picking up He says it's part of the process No it's not possible I mean it's just you know, it's it's just a byproduct of the team we want to be, and um, you know it's it's part of the process. It's nothing that is new to me. I'm expected of kind of 
you know, been through this process a number of times with, with teams I've taken over and the initial stages are always challenging for everyone and, uh, you know, you just try and um, mitigate the risk as much as you can. Uh, um, but obviously, games are coming thick fast. We, we don't have the depth we need right now and, you know, we're putting players probably under undue stress, but, you know, that's, that's the levels we want to be at. Um, I'd rather sort of try and maintain those levels than compromise and, and potentially slip in terms of the football we're playing and, and that affects our performance. Injuries have always happened in football, Kenny. They will continue to happen. I'm absolutely sure of it. At what point does something need to change? Or, or you know, Ange Postacoglu, like I said, he's not going to change his style of play, but I, th- I think that's that was a Yeti and Kyogo last night, Rogic and Starfelt, Jota. I think they're all muscle injuries. He's talking about pushing the players and, and the way they play and, and maybe the fixture list as well. What 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 do you do about that? How how do you stop that happening? Everybody goes through this, you know. Sometimes you just get a really really unlucky spell, you know. And uh, in, in regards to injuries to key players, uh, teams all over the world get it. And like you say, injuries will always always happen. What happens at football clubs when you do have similar like these soft tissue injuries? Injuries there is something teams do go heavy investigating into why why are we doing this? Are we doing things wrong? Are we doing things right? Do we need to do more? Do we need to do less? You know, and that's something that they'll be going through at the moment. It is a heavy game schedule. That is not going to change when, like Hugh says, you're in cup finals, you want to be in European football, you're going to have to deal with these midweek games, whether it's Europa or Champions League, it doesn't yeah. matter. You're still going to have the midweek games. You're still going to have the same rest for Wednesday to Saturday, for Thursday to Sunday. It's the same rest. It's That's something for Ange, his medical team, his sports scientist, to actually look at because... If it continues and there's more and more soft tissue injuries, like you say, there's so much at stake in regards to points and, and prizes and, and, and cups that you need your best players available. So you need to make sure you are. So again, going back to the Kyogo scenario, it probably is crazy that it was not just completely left out. You can't be Ange Postacoglu and have this philosophy, which the fans adored, Ange Ball. They created the word. And they loved them for it when Celtic were banging in mm. six against St Mirren and Dundee at Celtic Park and all the other things that they did. He is never going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, do you know what? I'll just bend that philosophy and have a new one. This is Celtic now. They have to play Ange Postacoglu's way. Very interesting. We've highlighted the cup final and justifiably, but very interesting to see the team he picks against Motherwell because that's a vitally important league match. Rangers will have played prior to the kickoff. Theoretically, Rangers could go seven points in front of Celtic and then they have to play Motherwell without a recognised striker in the whole place. So the investigation work starts on Sunday. You might actually get a game this time after your jump yeah. about Albion a Yeti a few weeks ago. You see, he's hopeless when he plays, he's hopeless when he doesn't play, he's cost him Kyogo now. I'm getting I'm I'm actually getting quite sick though hearing about this abandoned this philosophy Nobody's asking Ange to abandon his yeah. philosophy Even leaving you Going on about it there Play the way you want to play mm. Nobody's saying Don't play the yeah. way you want to play But then don't bemoan things mm. And throw that in, As part of the yeah. uh, As part of the problem That's how you want to play Then you play it uh, he's Nobody's not asking mourning. No no I'm not saying he's mourning But we're hearing Every week we're on here Talking about all oh, this Ange ball And this Nobody's And again Being a little bit more Pragmatic away from mm. Nobody's asking you To abandon yeah. anything Nobody's saying Celtic should abandon the style It's great to watch It's exciting Good luck No I think on this occasion People Because he is the one That's saying that That's contributing to the injuries So we're just looking at, at Various links What about Ross and Drumchapel What did you make of it Last night Ross I thought we played really well For like An unrecognised 
team mm-hmm. in the lineup. I thought we played really well. Um, but the big issue for me is if Kyogo's injured, Ayeti's injured, um, Geomarcus is injured, who plays up front? Like, who plays in the middle? I don't think we've got a recognised striker. No, it's a very good question. I mean, Kenny, again, I appreciate this is all done with hindsight, but clearly, look, you just have to look through social media. That's what the Celtic fans are. Are seeing last night Because they are light In that department So when Ayeti goes down Of course Kyogo's your only Recognised Striker So that either Tells you what you need To know about the squad depth And it tells the board We need to do business In January Or do you bite the bullet And say I can't put Kyogo on Let's put Mikey Johnson On left side Shift Abada in Shift whoever in And, and, and have a makeshift Striker that, that would be the option Last night And now it's going to have to happen Going forward yeah, and by the way, I'm sure Mikey Johnson played like he's one of these, if you want to call it the false nine against Rangers in mm. an old firm match. He did, yeah. So he's, uh, it's not a role that he's not done. So there was other options there, but without, you know, was it 25, 26 minutes? There's still 65 minutes to go plus injury time, you know? So it's still a long time to play. And like you've said, gone, he's rested for a reason. Not to play I mean you could have played him For an hour And taken him off For half an hour If you wanted to If you didn't want to Play him mm. the whole game But There was other options there Mikey Johnson's done that role You know You say It could have been a bad I'd done a, a, a mm. striker Owen Light, And it's going to have to be that It'll be interesting Really interesting to see How the, dy- the dynamics of that works I mean David Turnbull Could probably even do it if, if, if need be You know He's a good size He's a really clever footballer He could play in that role And, and drop in The biggest thing is They're not going to give you The threat that Kyogo gives you It's as simple as mm. that because that, that is that is it, Hugh Of all the people If you were to drop a list yep. of players That Celtic fans could handle being injured He's, he's at the bottom of the list Because even although Jota is extremely popular And is a great footballer When he went out at the weekend Mikey Johnson came in at Tannadice and, and played ever so well If James Forrest is injured like he has been You've got a bad at and, and you can run through them all Yes, there are other areas where they're slightly light But there's only one Kyogo Absolutely uh, I give you Murphy's first law of engineering If it can go wrong It will go wrong Otherwise known as Soy's law He's just raised the bar I, I, can't, I can't follow up on that He's, yeah, we move on, I think. he's getting yep. deep and intellectual on us tonight Thank you Ross <laughs> 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter I'm sure we will revisit some of that Rangers fans We're going to hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst How did you feel after last night? What jumped out at you? Let's hear your thoughts You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Let's hear a bit from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Uh, He says they left Leon. With a positive feeling after last night's draw, he was happy they were consistent in their style despite making changes. You know, it was a tough match. We had some uh, rotations in the team, but I think it didn't change the way we played, uh, the intensity we played, and overall the the game plan we had. So I'm very uh, pleased with the performance, especially away in Europe. Uh, you know, I think we did really well. And uh, so that's uh, for me, you know, we left uh, Lyon with a positive feeling. And uh, today uh, recovery and tomorrow we work on uh, our game against Hearts. So it's very uh, short uh, short time, but uh, we will be ready at 12 o'clock on Sunday. George is in the south side. What did you take away from last night's game, George? Hi guys, cheers for having me on. Uh, just basically, I think Rangers are really structured now uh, since Giovanni's taken over. 
just in how they play, they're solid. They're their best way to describe it. They're kind of set up like a chessboard at the start of the game now, and they're seeing that through for the ninety minutes. They're they're set up like you always see the formation, uh, which I think is really good. And uh, that's champions for you. That's how they set up. The end of the city is a bit different. They're all go hole in the leading species. You know, like a, a chessboard kind of halfway through the game. The pieces are all over the place. They don't really know what's going on. That's where they're leading goals and stuff. So linking that, that says it all, to be honest. I mean, clear winners for the league still. Very possibly. I mean, I guess domestically someone will be desperate to tell me, you know, that Celtic have conceded fewer goals than Rangers. So... But in Europe is a lot more Then you're on to who's against the tougher opposition So rather than going round and round in circles on comparing Kenny, what about George's general point About Rangers being structured under Giovanni van Bronckhurst They are, they, they were also under under Steven Gerrard uh, You could see that, I absolutely agree with George You can see off the ball last night They're so compact which again for me they were under under Steven Gerrard as well the slight changes is it's rather than three midfielders in a line in the front three there's two midfielders with a three and then a one but you can see them actually look four four one one at some points last night as well it was really hard to play through which you need to be you, you want to force the ball wide you want to have triggers to go and press which again looks like that's what they've done there'll be a lot of work going at the training ground where under Giovanni to get these moments correct because the the foundation any success is not conceding and allowing your attacking players your attacking talent to actually go and express themselves with a closed back door so that is something that has been really really impressive in Rangers to be honest not just since Giovanni came in I thought it's been it was the same under Steven Gerrard as well to be honest but yeah very impressive uh, it's been a really good start for Giovanni what can you say about the man you know uh, he had a home game in Europe against Sparta Prague won it when Rangers had to uh, an away game against a very fine Lyon side didn't uh, Is that Lyon with a wee French accent there? Oh, his pronunciation's <laughs> a top draw I mean, he, Honestly, he's When, en France, you should pronounce Lyon, Lyon So, the man is doing all that he has been asked to do I cannot wait until 12 o'clock on Sunday Because here we are, the definition of bread and butter uh, At Tynecastle uh, Robbie Nielsen uh, sent off at Ibrooks in the, the fixture last October. Uh, another big test of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. But, uh, as I say, what more can you ask with the man? He has done everything that he was asked to do so far. If it's the defensive structure that's impressing you, George, what did you make of Nathan Patterson getting a, a look in at right back last night? What about Calvin Bassey? Is he starting to grow into that role? Not just the defensive structure, the whole structure across the team. It doesn't move, it's just solid. Uh, yeah, obviously Patterson, great player. So is Bassey as well. The two of them can put a few players to shame uh, on their day. They try really hard. Uh, they're both hungry for it. And I would trust Patterson and when The line's a little bit dodgy, George. It's sort of coming and going. Um, Calvin Bassey seems to be getting... Rave reviews Kenny Or certainly a bit of Praise Is he growing into that role Is that one that He might even be able to keep When, when injuries clear up I think it suits him he's, he's, a, he's a decent defender He's got good size Good pace He gives you balance With it uh, 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 Being left sided So 
He's he's played it a few times now. He looks pretty solid in there, but beside beside Connor Goldson, uh, again once Helander's back fit or the recognised centre backs are back, I would expect him probably to come in. But I think Calvin he's been Calvin's been a fantastic signing. He can play left back. Obviously, he's now stepped into a left centre back role. You even seen him last night stepping out. And it, making a marauding run forward into the left kind of wing area where he's more comfortable. So he's he's filled and he's been an able deputy considering there's been a lot of a lot of problems in that centre back area for Rangers. It was one of the all time typical Clyde One Super Scoreboard moments last night, Hugh. We had a caller on. It was I think he came on around half time, and he was on to say, "I think Calvin Bass is great." You know, honestly, this guy and as as he's going, the, the game kicks off, and he's still going. And then you know what happens next? He's mid flow yeah. praising Calvin Bassey and he puts the ball into his own net It was just one of those moments um, And you can imagine It went down well with Wilson and DL in here Well you've, um, re- you've repeated one of mine tonight You know where I said I'll get a game before I'll be in a Yeti And he started and the sure next enough, day the following day he started uh, So you know, Rangers um, Whether you're under Stephen Gerrard Or Giovanni Van Bronckhurst To go away to France And get that kind of result Is indicative of a team moving in the right direction that's the best you mm. can say And we'll wait for Monday's draw And the prospect of Rangers being drawn against Barcelona May be too much for people to handle That's a good shout actually Rangers fans Who would you like to get in the draw? George, have you any thoughts on that? Who would you like to face? Who would you like to avoid? Obviously Porto's in the mix as well mm-hmm. uh, oh, See to be honest with you It brings It's good for the club in general Whoever we get it's, It brings the over uh, It's experience for the guys So really I'm up for it And I'll take on anyone Open minded I don't mind that I know someone out there Will have a specific wish list Is it Barcelona Or Borussia Dortmund Do you want them you Do don't you want, want to avoid them You don't want the, Your man coming at you From Borussia Dortmund Haaland. Yes you don't want him Coming at you But I, I think you want What are we in this for We're in it for mm. the, the, the excitement The glory The drama Of course the Rangers fans Must want the new Camp Stadium and Barcelona. Of course, they must want that. Or Kenny, do you take Porto and say, "Well, we've done quite well against them in the past"? Or do you take a Zenit St Petersburg and say, "They're they're obviously a good side because they're all good sides, but that might give us a slightly better chance of progressing." What's your own thoughts on it? I, I, I would rather progress. So the easiest possible draw out of the hard draw is what I would want if, if you're going to get I mean any, any, any draw is going to be tough there's just no getting away from it some of the teams that are in it are, are big big names obviously you've got the, the the ones you might not expect to be in the Europa League your Barcelona your Leipzig your Dortmunds who are in the draw as well so honestly I'd rather avoid them and I would rather take one of the lesser teams in the draw so called I mean, lesser teams in the yeah. conference I'm sure the Celtic fans would love to have Celtic play Tottenham and to have the chance to go to that Unbelievable stadium Well we'll find out Rangers fans Keep your suggestions Your thoughts coming in On that one Let me stick you on the spot James uh, In Barhead Just since we're talking about it That list of teams That you could face Do you have a preference? Um, I think for the The, the night Barcelona um, Or Dortmund Would be A great event At Ibrox But I kind of My head says I'll go with Kenny Just to listen As easy a game As we can sort of kinda Possibly get Out of a, a lot of Tough teams I think in the next round again would be would be great for the coefficient, great for the club and stuff like that. So I'd take an easier team if I could, but if we're going to get a tough winner, I'd take Barcelona. Very, yeah, very presumptuous to say an easy team. But in comparison, so-called easier, the easy, the easiest then 
of the uh, of the lot. How many cliche ridden managers have told us there are no easy games in Europe? Ah, but that's the there difference. There are no easy games in Europe. We're able, <laughs> we're able to just rise above that and say, "Ah, Zenit, Porto, bring them on." You'd rather face them than I'll tell you what, in a way, day though, Dortmund or something like that. That stadium as well, pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be an amazing night. You know, it'd be against any against any of these kind of bigger teams. You know, like. Yeah, Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona are struggling now. You know, they're struggling. So bring them on. That's they're struggling let's get them to the extent that they're in the Europa League. They're, exactly. all, they're all in there for a reason. Uh, what jumped out last night, James? Did we learn anything? I think it's just the rotation. Um, the fact that we can still bring a really high standard of performance against a was one of the very difficult opponent. Um, regardless of the team made out and what their kind of sort of motivation behind the team was, we still tried to give a good account ourselves with changes, with rotation, etc. So I just think it's. We're now going back to the situation where we've got like 18 to 20 players who are all really delivering a high standard. So it was really, really sort of confident seeing that type of um, turn. I think Bassi's been great since uh, Giovanni and Broncos has come in. Barisic and Tav are playing better, I think, so I'm not going as far up. So, yeah, just lots of positives over the last few months. Is that, I mean, the level of the test, Kenny? I'm a bit confused by Leon, I must admit, because he looked really good in, in Rangers Europa League group. and we're kind of cruising away with it They're 12th in the French yeah. League at the moment So they've clearly got some issues going on um, But you could see certainly individual moments last night And is that is that why it was important for the Nathan Pattersons of the world To go and get tested at that level Which seems strange because he's an international footballer as well But you, you get what I mean Yeah, and he's played at the level before But again, it's, it's important that the the so-called fringe players do get game time You know, when you're, when you're already through And you're, it's a game that doesn't really mean too much in regards to... Uh, a qualification it's really important to get these guys some game time you know because they work super hard every, every day in training building up to a weekend and if there's not any action there it can be disappointing so when you've got an opportunity to give the lads a bit of game time it is really really important for, for squad morale for, for fitness levels and basically keeping a happy camp which is what any manager wants mm. Something else that Giovanni van Bronckhurst said today James I wonder uh, your reaction to this he says he's not sure how long Ryan Jack will be out for he's had a latest Injury setback. How disappointing is that to hear? Oh, gutted for the guy. Um, when he's been fit for us, he's, he's been one of our best players in the park. And I was challenged, uh, championing the fact that he could have been the next Rangers captain and stuff with with ages and, and how consistent a, a performance he's been uh, for the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, just really disappointing to lad because you could kind of send through the press conferences of Gerard and Ivan Bronckhurst about how hard he's working to get back. He was almost there and then. With a relapse, so yeah, not so, not so good for him. Yeah. Kenny, no, disappointed for Jacko. It's obviously it has been out a long time, and I know when you're out these lengths, I'm fortunate enough, I was never out that length of time. But even when you're out a month, a couple of months, three months, it's hard work to get back when you're out there and you're you're on a treadmill and you're watching the lads out there on the on the training field, uh, training and, and playing games, and again, big games as well, cup games, Europa League games, big games to win leagues. You know, it's you. Obviously you're part of the group But you don't feel part mm. of it You know what it is It's always hard So for him to pick up a Again hopefully it's Not a relapse And it's not an ongoing issue It might be another little niggle I, w- I would hope for that for him But who knows It'll be good to see him back at some point Because like I say He's been out for too long now It's a brutal old game at times Hugh oh. This is a guy who played a key role In getting Scotland to the Euros But by the time the Euros came along He was he was injured He's, he's been injured pretty much ever since And, and football moves on Rangers have to you know, go on without him in Scotland, have to go on without him. And everyone in both of those camps would have been keen to get him back and it's just not quite happening yet. Well, Kenny said earlier on about Celtic and the injuries. Sometimes you just go through a phase like that. And unfortunately, on an individual basis, 
It's Ryan Jack's turn It's a real shame for him But it, it's part and parcel of the game And he knows If it's any consolation whatsoever He knows that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Wants him back As badly as he wants to be back Yeah, uh, James I know you had another point On you go Yes this one maybe a wee bit contentious um, I kind of felt for a long time Being a follower of some team That it seems that some teams um, Or certain players Raise their game against When they come up against Celtic and Rangers And with Kenny being in a unique position Having played for both sides I just think what's happened with Jack Ross It helps that he can His team will like raise their individual performance Against Rangers in the, cup, in the semi-final To get qualified But then they, they get beat against well, I think it was it two wins in the last ten games In the league or something like that for a team that were made of family be going to be a, a top three, top four team. I just don't get what the players would be thinking right now when they can try so hard under the same manager in a one-off game, but then when they turn up against teams who technically and maybe financially aren't as strong as Hibs, but then get turned over game after game. It's just this. I wonder if Kenny's kind of ever felt it on the pitch. Does he get that, that against some teams he just try harder against old firm or Kenny? I wouldn't say try harder I would say they definitely Raise their game Again whether that Try harder raise the game Is it the same thing But I think they play a different game Sometimes against Against Rangers and Celtic Because They probably know If they try and go toe to toe Then they're going to get beat Because With the greatest respect Rangers and Celtic Have got better players So They play a different kind of way So when Hibs again Like you've just kind of said to there Hibs maybe come up against A Mullerwell Or they come up against A St Johnston they're the, team the onus is different isn't Absolutely it? The onus is on Hibs to now Go and break a A, a defensive block down and, and, and show how Whereas against Rangers Celtic mm. The game might be a little bit more open It might suit your Martin Boyles A little bit more like it In, just, the, in the semi-final Just to turn the question on its head Kenny How then does James on the line Explain why Rangers have been in Seven cup competitions In the last three years And made one final And to, be, f- and to, to be fair Did he drop their game? I, I, I get that the, the, you know, in the last couple of weeks, but Hibs did finish third last season, so therefore they don't only raise their game against Rangers or, or whoever. In the last couple of weeks, yeah, there, there have been issues, but they, they finished third last season um, and deserved it. Anyway, thank you to James. I want to speak to you about something much more important than who raises their game uh, against who. You'll have heard the team at Clyde One talking throughout the day about our light the way demonstration. It started at six o'clock tonight at Kelvin Grove Park. We're highlighting safety concerns from groups around the city to try and improve lighting. In parks across Glasgow Now unfortunately um, Almost everyone listening Will have heard a news story or, or even worse Know someone directly Who's had a terrible experience Walking through a park at night In their local community And let's be honest It's most often women And children who are affected uh, By these ordeals Now we're not daft We know that many of you Listening to the show tonight Are men That's why we're talking to you About it on the show There's more we can all do To ensure the safety of women and children In our local communities All three of us in the studio of daughters, the thought of any of them being in that situation it certainly fills you with fear. So Cassie from Bowie at Breakfast, she's down at Kelvin Grove Park right now, along with Colette McGonigal from the news team. Uh, Cassie and Colette, you'll be uh, wrapping the Light the Way demonstration up by now. Give us a bit more info on why you're there and, and why it's important we all get behind it. So Colette, we are down at a very, very dark park, but there is a special reason for this. We're down at Kelvin Grove. Why are we here? Well, we're making a plea to Glasgow City Council. We want them to light up our parks so we can use them safely and without fear. There are campaigners here. We have women's groups. We also have politicians from different parties. They're taking the stage behind us right now, telling us why Light the Way is important to them and why it's important that we get these lights put up. And who 
who is affected by this? Because it's not just women, is it? Well, of course, women's safety is at the forefront uh, for many people in the park here tonight. There have been far too many incidents and attacks. Sadly, it's not a new issue either. But we're also representing the likes of running groups who feel under threat when darkness falls, who are maybe having a kick about with friends or family and parents who are keeping an eye on the time while they're there with the children at the play park. So really we're here to call on Glasgow City Council to make parks safer for everyone. Yeah, so it's everybody's safety and for those who are not here tonight, how can you get involved and how can you help? Well, the council have agreed to look into lighting. They did that at the city chambers yesterday but this issue is far from over and we want to make sure that we make our park safer so we would urge you to get involved we need our listeners help so please have a look at the light the way section of our website to find out how you can do that thanks very much Claire. and you can find out more information as Claire says at clyde1.com 01419511025 on the phones we're still here let's hear from you and we'll take your call next 01419511025 this is scottish football's league leader clyde one super scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here looking back on last night's action looking forward to the weekend Rangers fans have got the draw to look forward to on Monday as well James Graham says he wants Barca or Dortmund for the glamour avoid Zenit on the travelling basis with big games and fit he's even thinking about logistics Hugh that's, mm. that's a wise man well that always comes into it I just think uh, and I do take Kenny Miller's point that uh, progression is uppermost in everyone's mind I just think Maybe it's because it's dark and cold. I'm just thinking glamour. The new camp stadium, Barcelona, wonderful city. You'd want that. Well, absolutely. What is this? What is it? Six hours to St Petersburg or something on a flight? That's not too bad, is it? I'll stay new away. Season travellers. I, I think I'd rather stay away from them as well. To be honest, it's uh, aye. There's some big ties. That's for sure. So, something to look forward to on Monday. Someone's going to tell me I've got that flight time completely wrong. It was, I don't know. I, I should. I was going to say stick to what we know, but I'm not even sure what that is. Anyway, yep. Hugh Keevans. 01419511025. Any Hibs fans out there, what have you made of the last few days? Has it been the right call, the wrong call to get rid of Jack Ross? Where does the club go from here? I'm sure we'll look at that later on in the show. Let's bring in Paul, who is a Celtic fan. I think most fans on the show tonight, Paul, very much of the same mindset, understanding that Kyogo had to go on and, and these things happen. Is that the way you feel about it? Yeah, hi, Gordon. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm 100%. I, I think I think Bagan's done everything they could last night. You're expected to win every game at Celtic. It doesn't matter who you play. And with that in mind, he, he, done every, he, he kept the kind of first-team players on the bench. It, it, just, so, it just turns out that the B team, because it basically was a B team, to the front, to the back, done better than MD expected. I heard people uh, when the team was announced uh, in various wee groups and that were feeling shortchanged that you'd paid money for a ticket uh, and it was a B team that was put out. I mean, I, I think, uh, and Foster Coglu, I think he'd done everything he possibly could, but you need to remember it's, it's Celtic are expected to win every game. It doesn't matter who you play. And I want to see them winning every game. So we've not got we've not got a big squad, and it's it's this just highlights it that they've not got the players that they should have. But again, it's because it was brought in late in the day. Uh, I, I don't I don't see anything else they could have done. He was trying to win the game. I don't see anything else the the, the guy could have done. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Paul. 
You know, Ange Postacoglu inherited a mess, uh, a season that was awful, and the Celtic supporters were delighted to have Ange Postacoglu after a long wait for somebody else who was never coming in the first place. Uh, and they appreciate the work that uh, Postacoglu has done, and they appreciate the football. What happened last night? Fate played a cruel trick on Celtic. Having lost Jota, they now lose Kyogo. And we have not had an update on his injury. We don't know whether he's out just for Sunday and will play in the final or he's out for the remainder of the year for all we know. However, it has happened. And there really is a a need to get on now. And as Kenny said earlier, who plays through the middle? Is it Mikey Johnson or what do you do? We'll get the early indication on Sunday against Motherwell. Yeah. I think the first thing Ange Postacoglu said, Kenny, was that it's not good. You know, that's what he said. Um, Hugh's right, we're, we're waiting on an update. This reminds me, I think, of an identical conversation we had about Jota last week. You've been in the game a long time. I am no medical professional, but any hamstring injury whatsoever is unlikely to be cleared up in nine days, is it not? Yeah, I would. I would... Probably say it would be ruled. It just depends, you know. Everybody's different. Everybody kind of yeah. reacts different. It might might not be as bad as as what as, as, as what first thought. Uh, once you get past the weekend, you never know. Monday, Tuesday, might be able to get out and about and get moving on mm. the grass again. We have an outside chance of making the final. Who knows? But off the back of last night, what Celtic can be pleased of is something I'm sure the manager is is that even though it was a, a B team, if you want to call it that. The same principles were there, the same identity was there, the same type of style was there. So, again, that goes for Rangers as well. They made a few changes as well, but the, the identities of the teams were there, and they'll be really, really mm-hmm. pleasing for the managers that, that that is the case, considering the amount of changes that were made. How do you look back on that campaign then, Paul, now that it's done and dusted? Because obviously, you, you get in a group with a, a clear aim to, to qualify from it, and once you don't do that, as Celtic didn't. I uh, can't go overboard and, and, and pretend that it was a huge success But, you know, nine points, a lot of goals scored Yes, a lot conceded and Beating Betis and, and putting up a good account of yourselves over there The two wins against Ferenc Varos Was was there enough there to, to, to make you content, if you like Albeit not blown away because you didn't get out the group? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if content I mean, being realistic, Celtic maybe overachieved Getting nine points out of that. If you if you look at where they were at the start, I mean, I think you never want to get in, but I, I, I was encouraged, very much encouraged. Like Kenny said as well, uh, there's a system there now which they're starting to buy into, and you can the, the, the players know that what they come in the job that they're expected to do. I mean, Europe is a bonus for Celtic this year. To be honest, we really just. Really need to get back on track and uh, and win the league back again because as everybody kept saying, it's a massive rebuilding job uh, that Big Ange has inherited and he's probably a, he's ahead of ahead of schedule I think in Europe and the way it looked at the start domestically as well. So I think I think things are going in the right direction. Like I said, Hugh, I don't think you get a trophy for. Um, surpassing your expectations So uh-huh. I, don't, I don't mean to spin it that way But I, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have anticipated Celtic getting 9 points Are no. they Like I said When you're at a club like that You can't be happy to not go through So let, let's be absolutely clear about that yeah. But was there enough there to At least give Celtic fans a bit of hope going forward? They finished one point behind Real Betis I mean <laughs> I think if you'd said that would happen at the start of the competition Even Celtic fans would have said I don't think so but it did happen Now 
I'm hammering this point because it, for me it's the most important one. Earlier in the season when Kyogo was on fire, I said to you, Celtic fans are of the mindset now that if Kyogo doesn't play, they doubt their ability to win. Well, Kyogo doesn't play on Sunday. The points are vital for Celtic. Who does take up the role? Uh, so for me now, what happened in the group has happened. They did well. But it's what happens from Sunday onwards that's most important. Two sides to every debate. Paul was and was okay with it, okay with the decision. We've got Stephen on Twitter who says Gordon Ann should have done everything to wrap Kyogo up in cotton wool with the cup final and the Rangers game. I don't think he should have even been in the squad last night. It's that time for us. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Appalling behaviour from Hugh Evans on Monday's Beat the Pundit. He was he actually got out of control. I'm expecting the compliance officer to get in touch. He was giving me this gesture, Kenny Miller, <laughs> across the desk. He lost the plot completely and he still managed to get a victory. So let's see if he can behave himself a bit better tonight. You might have to take on Kenny Miller, of course, but either way. You need to call before 7 o'clock 0141 951 1025 Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141 951 1025 on the phones It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well We're looking back on last night Celtic fans, it was clearly... A very entertaining game A good win When all said and done So what did you make of The football match And at what cost With the injury To Kyogo Rangers fans You made changes As well What did you make of it Who would you like to draw Who would you like to avoid In the next round And what about that injury To Ryan Jack So you can keep your thoughts Coming on all of those If we want to move things on Any Hibs fans out there Was that the right call Or the wrong call To get rid of Jack Ross And where Do you go from here Pick up the phone and let us know We'll do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Kenny Miller You've been with us a few times now I feel like you're getting used To our weird and wonderful ways But one thing I don't think We've discussed yet Have you ever heard of a man Who goes by the name of Black Arthur? I have not right, well, I won't bother explaining the backstory Because it will take a while But Black Arthur Is this sort of mystery Mythical Creature out there on Twitter who keeps stats on Beat the Pundit. I genuinely don't know who he is. I have no idea. He doesn't even live in this country, right? And he sends us like league tables and all the pundits and how many questions they've got right and all sorts. The guy's a genius. And he's been doing his homework and he's got the most up-to-date table. So there are only three pundits on a 100% record and you are one of them. Now, the critics would say, I mean, you've only played three. So once you get a few more games under your belt, maybe yep. the, the, the performances will dip. But take it well you can You, Roger Hanna, Stephen McGowan Up there, 100% Bottom of the table Is Alex Ray actually Ooh. You're just above him <laughs> You're just above him You're 2% two, 2 win rate better off <laughs> But you do need to start climbing that table So let's see how we do tonight against Cameron From Johnston How's it going Cameron? Aye uh, good You feeling confident? I uh, don't know, no, after hearing he's everyone was 100%. Ah, he's only played three times. It just sounds good. Don't uh, worry about it. Hey, listen, you forgot about the other guy. Keevens is in 43%, played 16 1 7. Yeah. He's hopeless, right? You've got as good a chance as anyone. Heads it is, Hugh. Tails, it will be 100% man, Kenny Miller. So let's see okay. who we end up. And it's Tails, Kenny. You're up again. Up against Cameron. <laughs> 
from Johnson So what we'll do is give Kenny some Clyde 2 to listen to Okay Probably get him some Christmas tunes or so I The lights have just I gone off here well, yeah. Did you I, lean on the lights? I, 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 I leaned like back really that. You turn them off <laughs> Honestly Right Giving Kenny some Clyde 2 Maybe he's getting some Christmas tunes or something Who knows uh, Cameron 30 seconds on the clock You're head to head with Kenny And you can pass That's all you need to know Are you ready? Yep. Let's go, 30 seconds, your time starts Now, which Celtic player scored their first goal for the club last night? Well, um, pass In what year did Alfredo Morelos sign for Rangers? Uh, 2017 What Scottish side did Sonia Luco play with before joining Rangers in 2011? United Who's the youngest player in the most recent Scotland squad? Uh, Nathan Patterson Who's the current Cove Rangers manager? Uh, Van Bronco Who's Livingston's top scorer this season with six? Um, pass Okay let's bring Kenny back Kenny can you hear us? Yep Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Time starts now Which Celtic player scored their first goal for the club last night? Henderson In what year did Alfredo Morelos sign for Rangers? 2017 Which Scottish side did Sonia Luco play with Before joining Rangers Aberdeen. in 2011 Who was the youngest player In the most recent Scotland squad Parson Who is the current Cove Rangers manager Paul Hartley Who is Livingston's top scorer this season with 6 Pass And which former Rangers player Managed the Philippines national team in 2018 Question that is Pass Cameron What do you think I think I've been beat there Cameron I feel like I've heard Thousands of these Beat the pundits I can always identify What goes wrong You know for a fact It was you and Henderson That scored last night Didn't you I do But you couldn't get You couldn't get it out It was in the tip of your tongue And then the bottle Starts to go Because you think I'm on the radio What's happening here I'm a Celtic fan And I can't remember Who scored And that's where these guys Sometimes sneak ahead Cameron Because they manage to Either pass quickly Or or get off to a, a winning start So it was you and Henderson You did know that Alfredo Morelos Signed in 2017 uh, So well done to you But Kenny's 2-1 up Sonia Luco was Aberdeen 3-1 yeah. up to Kenny you, you put up a good fight Cameron You knew Nathan Patterson But so did Kenny So it's 4-2 to him And then this You, you just you, See if you miss out one word If you miss out one word Cameron On the next question It was the key word He missed out the word Cove And he said Giovanni Van Bronckhurst I, I, I know I said Cove Rangers I'm sorry Maybe I shouldn't mumble so much Do you think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's ever been to Cove Rangers? Do you think I, he's I would very familiar much it. Very uh, With much the surroundings it. Paul Hartley uh, So Kenny's 5-2 up Livy's top scorer is Bruce Anderson With 6 yeah. And the former Rangers player Who managed the Philippines national team in 2018 Often spotted in pictures with a big bloody bandage around his head It's Terry Butcher So Kenny, even had time to get the last two wrong It was a five for Kenny and a two for Cameron Hard lines, Cameron Right, cheers You ruined the guy's weekend, listen to that He's gutted But you roll Get that on back, Arthur Four out of four, there we are Mr Arthur will be (laughs) updating his spreadsheet as we speak Thank you, Cameron Uh, Remember the number to get in touch 01419511025 and we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from any Hibs fans out there. I'm keen to find out if you thought the decision to get rid of Jack Ross was right or wrong. I feel like I've noticed a real a real split here. Some people looking, obviously, at recent form mm. and some people talking about a, a bigger sample size and last season and cup finals coming up 
And all the rest of it And if you have any suggestions on who next We'll take them as well In the meantime Barry is on from Barhead Take it away Barry What's your point tonight? Hi Pam how are you doing? Good thank you Good. Um, It's basically uh, last week um, She wrote an article Regarding how Celtic were wounded The Jota was missing um, And then we went out and played our best football I think against Dundee United um, Now obviously Kyogo is going to be a miss Let's not kid ourselves on here and I totally get that we don't have another recognised striker, but I do think that there's enough there to get us through this. Maybe not gain maximum points, but I do think the Celtic will prevail. I think they'll win the Cup, and I think they'll do well over the festive break, because we do have players like Rogic and Turnbull and Forrest and Abada. These guys can score goals. So I'm not overly concerned. I, I just think that it's... We, we we look at the guys that grab the headlines all the time, and we don't really look at you know the the, the engine room that that supplies them. You know, I don't think you can minimise the loss of Kyogo if he fails to make the cup final. I don't think you can minimise that loss, and you would much rather have Yota in the team than on uh, a seat in the stand. Uh, so you cannot minimise the loss of these two players It is for Ange Postacoglu to come up with some system Which helps alleviate the loss of the two players But Barry on the line Would they rather that Yota and Kyogo were there It's a blow to Celtic It is undeniably a blow to Celtic I'm fascinated mm. by the team that plays against Motherwell because that is a very important match for Celtic. That if you know they can't lose points anywhere, especially at home. So I'll be interested to see how Ange Postecoglou deals with this situation. But it is undeniably a blow for Celtic not to have these two playing. Kenny, this is your chance to stick up for strikers everywhere and say like we're experts at this. You can't come in and copy us. What is the what skill set is going to suit Celtic the best, right? It seems that they've got option of stick Mikey Johnson there, stick a badder there, quick, you know, energetic, get about more. Or are you better putting someone like Tom Rogic there? Might hold it in a bit better, maybe a bit more craft about him. If you're going to have to put a square peg in a round hole, what type of square peg are you putting in it? It's going to have to be someone of that ilk, you know, but what... What Barry's just said there is they still have attacking players. You know, they might not have the recognised number nine, I get that, but there's been many a team over the last five, ten years who have had to play a different kind of role as a number nine. Again, we'll go back to a false type nine. I think Turnbull could do something similar. I think Rogic could. I wouldn't do Rogic because no. I think he's too influential in the right. in the creation kind of, of the play for, for Celtic. But Mikey Johnson could do it. Again, he brings a lot of... I think he ticks boxes and maybe that's why I think it was Brendan Rodgers that played him there. Because he's still... He's, he's quick. He's mobile. He can run long. He can come off short. It's really, really important when he does come off, though, that the wider players go on. So whether that be a bad or whether that be Forrest, that they've still got that threat in behind. So it's uh, there is options there. They're, again, I have to go, go along with you that... They're not going to give you the threat that Kyogo does And because they are not a recognised nine I don't think they're as hungry as a nine is to get in that box and score goals And that's what Kyogo for me is 100% bought since he's came to Celtic The the main argument or debate if you like Barry since full time last night has been Was it worth the risk or obviously it wasn't worth the risk Should, Should Kyogo have been put on last night? What's your own take on it? 
say, to be honest, it's if buts and maybe she, Mark Reaper's uh, career ended with breaking a toe that wasn't even in on a, on a park. So these things happen. You know, injuries are part of football. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm not disappointed that Kyogo's not playing, but I, I certainly do have faith in my team that they will, will. I know they're your team, sorry, but that they will get past Millerwell. And, you know, I, I think they'll, they'll win the Cup as well because Rogic for me last week proved, you know, pro- probably a good contender for goal of the season. And we've, we've got quality throughout. It's not just about these two guys. Although these guys are quality players, of course, but it's not just about these two guys. There is more to this team. There is more to this team. There is lots of... Tony Ralston, um, Rogic has found new form. Tumble's constantly getting better. We're getting goals from midfield again. This team from, from last year, this team has a hunger to win. That's the important thing. And see when you've got determination to win games, that is what counts and you find a way. And that's what I think Celtic will do. Passionate defence of his team, Hugh. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what supporters are there to provide when they're not having a silent protest, that is. Um, but undeniably, you have a problem that has to be negotiated. It is a problem. Nobody does what Kyogo does. Nobody uh, this season uh, has looked as sharp as Yota has in a Celtic jersey and provided goals as Kyogo does. So, first and foremost, there is a problem to be overcome. I do appreciate that there are plenty of quality players there and the display against Dundee United, I said it last Monday on the programme, was the best that Celtic have uh, provided this season. But first and foremost, Mm. Celtic have got a problem. Barry, some of the the names last night, we've not seen them yet. You look at Liam Shaw and Urugidi in particular. We saw Shmaila Soro for the first time in a long time. Ewan Henderson, come on. Did any of these fringe guys... Catch your attention and, and make you think they could play a bit more of a part going forward. Yeah, I, I, I thought you uh, uh, I thought he had a great game um, right back. Uh, I think you and uh, Boy Henderson when he came on as well looks like a talent as well. You know, so I mean, maybe once for the future for sure. It's just good. Do you know something? It's just I, I keep reverting back to last year and last year how 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 poor we were compared to what we are now. And I, I said at the start of the season when I phoned up, I said we have to be competitive. We are being competitive. These things, he's building a team, and unfortunately, building a team takes time. And unfortunately, we don't have we don't have the current squad size because you can't build a team in one transfer window. And that, and unfortunately, this is what we've came across. So I, I think we've got enough there to keep to keep us going. Um, I totally get what you're saying about big players, but there's enough there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Hugh. <laughs> well, listen, he's he's here to be disagreed with. No, he's I more than it, used to. It would be even more of a plus for Ange Postecoglou if he can negotiate this problem, overcome the problem, and win an important league match in a cup final. That would look good in his jotter, gold star, jotter or jota. Er, okay. jota. Uh, thank you, Barry. William is a Rangers fan. What did you take away from last night, William? What stood out for you? Yeah, hello. Uh... Kenny, Hugh, and uh, Hello. Uh, Gordon. Hi. Uh, well, the, the producer just phoned me there. Uh, you were, were talking about uh, Calvin Bassey since he started, uh, since Frank Bonkers has come back. I think we've won a watch. I, I, I was his greatest supporter. He's not greatest in the air, but I tell you what, he's got pace to burn. No many, stri- no many strikers 
a new league will run, run away for Calvin Bassey. He's got, he's got good pace and he's strong. And Kenny said he could bring, bring the ball out the last night. I thought he was going to run through and score there. But uh, no, I think we've won a watch. I really do. If, even if, if Hellander comes back fit, I would drop goals and keep Bassey there. I'm telling you. Ooh, that's a big shout, Kenny. That's a big shout. And the one thing I do like about Bassey is, I mean, all the things that William says there, yep, he's got all the attributes are there. But he's left sided, you know, he gives a really, really good balance on that side of the on that side of the pitch. And he, he, listen, he's, he is a big boy, he is strong, but he can play. You know, you, you'd see last night in the way uh, since Giovanni wants to come. And again, the style's not that different, the the shape's not that different to what Steven Gerrard done. Last night you can see them have went away to Leon and they wanted to play. They wanted to play out, and, and Calvin Bassey can do that. He's got the he's got the abilities to play there. I think you might see him back as a, a central defender primarily. I think when he Andy Halliday, your old teammate, tells the story that just before he signed, Rangers played Leicester in a bounce game, and he was playing centre back that day. Clearly, Rangers wanted to turn him into more of a left back. Is there still time for that to change again? What would you see his his main role being going forward now? I think it will completely depend on what players are available because there's no doubt if Helander comes back and he's a recognised centre-back he has formed a really, really good partnership with Conor Goldson uh, so I think he would probably come back in there He Bassey might then go back up against Barisic for the left-back because he's done great, you know the, the team's winning they're, they're through to the next stage in the Europa League they're, they're top of the league He's, uh, he's playing his part on a team that's winning at the moment So I think there is a role for him somewhere mm. I think that well, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst saying today He's not seen him play a lot as left back Because you know he's seen the footage But in his five games he's been centre back He's happy with him He's got everything for a modern defender he said Quick, good in the air, physically strong We're working on his build up play um, Talking about learning new things And and, and uh, you know getting better with, with every game uh, William, what about the round, um, the the draw for the next round? Who would you like to face? Any glamour ties or easiest route possible? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Gordon. I was talking to my two sons today. They're, they're, they're not really caring. I'm not really caring, but as you say, it's Barcelona. I mean, that's the money spinner, isn't it? Even the next round, you can sell you can sell day tickets for anything you want. That, that can make Rangers a lot of money. Dortmund, uh, Barcelona is the one, but as Kenny says, uh, you, want to, you want to progress. Tennis ball could get you could get you progression, you know. That's what I think. The sheriffs get the sheriffs in town here. Yeah, uh, I can understand that. Um, I, I do have to revert to the fact that if the Rangers fans think it's a, a real plus that they're at this stage of the competition, then every other team who's at this stage of the competition must think we've done well. So well, they've dropped in from the Champions League, so they'll think they're yeah. So whoever uh-huh. Rangers get will be. Demanding Thank you William 01419511025 Good full time teaser Coming up We'll hear from uh, David Grace Or David Gray As they call him um, In Leith Will he be in charge Against Celtic In the cup final We'll hear from him next Taking your calls On Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard it is that time of the night with Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevens team up to see if they can come up with the answers to tonight's full time teaser. The beauty of this is you send the questions to us and we watch with delight as the pundits struggle between now and the end of the show. So this one has been sent in by Paul in Coatbridge. So thank you to Paul. He says, Can you name eight players in the Scottish top flight who've scored three or more league goals? But they've never played in Scotland before this season. 
So eight players in the Scottish top flight Who've got three or more league goals But they've never played in Scotland Before this season Kyogo and Yota Kyogo. There you go <laughs> Straight in Straight in We're well on done. fire straight away Kenny any that spring to mind yeah, Way too spring to mind They're already written down So uh, He likes to get in with easy ones I absolutely does yeah. Shameless more. Uh, Jamie McGrath He played last season Did he? Um, Christian Ramirez Oh he's on fire yeah, he's Right on there fire. we go We'll leave it there Because you're making light work of that We'll get back to it Eight players Three or more league goals They've never played in Scotland before Kyogo Jota Ramirez We'll leave it there We'll get the rest between now And the end of the show Now the big uh, Story outside Glasgow this week You'd have to say Is the managerial vacancy At Hibs And we've been hearing from David Gray To most people <laughs> Sir David Gray To Hibs fans He's now in caretaker charge He says it's been tough To lift the spirits of the players Following Jack Ross's sacking He's unsure how long He'll be in charge and the League Cup final, of course, is just nine days away. I think it's always tough in situations like this. Um, I think you can see that by um, the reaction, not just by the players, but the rest of the staff and the wider staff uh, at the training ground yesterday when they heard the news. Um, I think that's credit to the manager and, and John Potter for, for what they created at the club. Um, I think the environment that they created, how like how liked they were by everybody, and I think it's... It's, it's a sad day for everyone who was involved yesterday but ultimately coming in today there's no time now to be thinking about oh this we need to move on or whatever it's not I'm not saying you forget about it but you use it to motivate you in whatever way you can to make sure you're ready and prepared to move forward and to try and win tomorrow that's the most important thing Bobby is a Hibs fan what's your take on what's been going on in the last two days or so Bobby? Um, I was I was surprised by the timing um, and I I thought he might have got to the cup final and maybe even to the start of the transfer window. Um, the difficulty is that starting with uh, the game at Ibrox where um, we lost after Ryan Porteous was sent off, the the results and to a large extent the performances have been dismal. Um, and I think that if you take out the the result at Hamden, he might have he might have been sacked before now. Um, unfortunately. On the the back of last season, which the um, a cup final, two appearances at two semi finals as well, um, mm. he maybe do you know he maybe feels that he deserved a bit more time on the back of last season, um, but it would appear that um, football's a ruthless business, and our our um, CEO and and owner are are quite ruthless as well. What's your own take on it, Bobby? You've explained it really well in terms of how you think they've seen it and what might have happened. If you were that decision maker, would you have sacked Jack Ross this week? Uh, probably not. To be fair, I, pro- I mean it's funny. I don't really think of myself as conservative, but I probably would have. I, I think it's a, a really big call to sack him before a cup final that he's got to. And whilst I, I you know, it's like I, I, I totally, I totally understand that the the results lately and the performances probably over the period haven't been. Um, great to watch. I think that getting to consecutive cup semi-finals and finals, um, yeah, it's a really big call to to, to remove them. But yes. I, I, I'm guessing what I'm guessing they were looking at something in terms of the points and the league position. And if they didn't pull the trigger now, we weren't going to cut. We weren't going to get back up to fourth or third. 
and we weren't even going to make the top six, which would be a, a disaster for us. Yeah, Hugh, right call or wrong call for you? <sighs> Difficult. Uh, I I was surprised he didn't get to the cup final. Um, I think if you give him the cup final and he loses, then he's a serial loser at Hamden. Um, Is he though? Because you need to get there first, and he's, yeah, he's won a couple of weeks ago. But you know, last season lost the final, lost you know, the semi final. You you end up coming in for more scrutiny than the guys who don't even get there. You know, I think, is that not a bit strange? So t- there'll be a whole host of teams that don't get to Hamden, and therefore, what happens once you get there doesn't get held against you. I I I'm led to believe that he told the players in the dressing room at the Tony Macaroni that he thought his time yeah, was I up. I think he hinted that there was a possibility. Therefore, yeah. four points from twenty seven. Uh, he knew a drop into the bottom six. He he knew what was coming. Um. I'm surprised he didn't get the cup final to see if he could alter the course of his season. Uh, but now, journalistically speaking, what a story this is. David Gray, the man who won a cup final against Rangers, does he, five years later, lead the team out for a cup final as the interim manager? Or is there a new appointment and on his first working day on the job, the new appointment could win a cup final What do you think Kenny? Because I get the two sides They're pretty clear right you, The recent one has not been good And Hugh mentioned The points totals recently But Bobby's talking about There's a cup final coming up Cup finals last season Semi-finals Third place finish Best league finish for Hibs In 16 years what, What's what's more important? You know, sh- Should he have been given more time On the back of that? I think it was I can understand Because of the league results mm-hmm. I can But I think With what's been achieved And again what Bobby's saying about some performances, I've watched Hibs quite a lot in the last two or three weeks and I thought they've played pretty well. You know, the fantastic performance at Hamden against Rangers. Uh, good comeback against St Johnston. Very, I thought they were decent against uh, Mullerwell. They were good against Rangers. They were unlucky to lose the game against Rangers uh, at Easter Road in the league. I get it. I do get the league's, league, league's form has not been good enough. Hibs to finish... Or, or sorry in the bottom six at the moment is not not good enough and not acceptable but I thought Jack's maybe had enough in the bank to, to give himself and to have that opportunity to turn the season's fortunes around because they're also two points off top six with the yeah. game in hand it's not even about the top six it's about how far they're away from, from third you know if you look at Hearts that are sitting in third at the moment they are like 11 points back so it's a Does long, that make long it way worse? back it does make it worse the for Hibs team that's in third. Absolutely But it's looking at that For me If I'm if I'm in at Hibs As a player Or as a coach Or as a manager Third has to be our aim You know Or mm-hmm. European football At the very very worst You know So they're starting to Fall adrift and, and fall away for that a little bit So I can understand Because of the league form But I do think it's harsh I would have liked to see Jack Maybe get the opportunity mm-hmm. give, To turn that around for him He's got a cup final next week You win that you, If you got a good result At the weekend in, in the league Things could have kind of Turned for him you know Bobby, how does this play out? I mean, David Gray today saying foreseeable future just means carry on until someone tells him differently. He was pretty unwilling to discuss whether he would be in charge for the cup final or not. I'm not sure if he knows either way. Do you think he will take Hibs into the cup final or a new man in by then? I think he genuinely doesn't know because I would I would guess that the Hibs board have a list um, already. They may... There may be interviews over the next two or three days. Um, whether that actually leads to an appointment um, before, say, Wednesday or Thursday, which would give us somebody time to prepare, I, I think probably not. Um, and I think we, we've got a game next midweek as well. So I think what, what I suspect is it will be David Gray 
who scored the winning goal to bring the Scottish Cup home after 114 years that will be leading us out at, at Hamden. Um, I, I think that that's, it's probably not the worst thing in the circumstances that somebody that knows the players, has an idea of the tactics, knows their strengths and weaknesses, maybe has slightly different ideas, maybe wants to tweak a couple of things, um, maybe get Scott Allen back in the team, hopefully. Um, and... Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I I think there's a good group of players there. I think that the, the, you'll get a bounce from. They'll they'll feel they'll feel responsible for what's happened to the manager. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get a a better performance and results starting tomorrow. I think uh, we've got one more mention of the 2016 final before Kenny yeah, t- before it tips him over the edge. I think one more, and then he's going to reach his limit. I think the onus is now on Ron Gordon to come up with a really good appointment because when you topple a man like Jack Ross a matter of days before a cup final mm. you better have a good idea in mind and you better make sure that the the, the transition is done quickly and efficiently uh, because the, the, the fans are now looking at you they're not looking at Jack Ross he's gone they're not looking at David Gray because he's there due to circumstances but they are looking at Ron Gordon and saying go on then impress me the feeling I get Kenny is that Jack Ross was hugely popular with the Hibs players And of course they would acknowledge that the form hasn't been good But they didn't, up until Wednesday in the dressing room They didn't necessarily think this was going was gonna to happen David Gray, one of them today saying Well, this is the guy that he, he ended my playing career basically But I've got so much respect for him It was the best thing he ever did I spoke to another Hibs player who remained nameless But not necessarily first pick But you know, still liked, liked the guy and, and he seemed popular as that <laughs> I don't know if you can ever make it more important to get the next appointment right, but if if you've got a group of players there that are thinking, oh, hold on a minute, I don't think we needed to make that decision, you've got to make sure the next steps are the right ones. Well, it needs to be a positive one, and you know what, it just needs, Hibs need to go through, you know what, they need to work out what they want first. It's like any football club when they go through, it's they need to know what they want. And once they know that, then they can actually then approach the manager or managers to, to actually go through a process to make sure they get the right man. Because that's testament to Jack Ross if, 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 if these players are. They've got to feel responsible, you know, because ultimately these are the players that performed so well at Hamden. These are the players that have went, but also went seven yeah. losses out of nine league games, you know. So they will feel responsible. I'm sure, like, I, I know, I, I don't know Jack that well, but I know him well enough that he's a decent guy. He's uh, he's done a, a good job at Hibs. Like you say, when you look at the bigger picture of his time at Hibs, mm. last year, yeah, there was opportunities to win cups. But it was finishing third, getting back into Europe semi-finals, cup finals, uh, albeit disappointing. It was a decent season, you know. It was a good season. So if you look at the bigger picture, there has been a bit of success mm. there for Jack. Bobby, who next? What names are exciting you? You know, I, I'm actually, I'm quite, I'm quite relaxed, open-minded, and I think that, um, I think the board might actually get this right. I think that, um, the, 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 I think they'll think out the box. I mean, Alex Neal's getting quoted a lot, um, I've still never forgiven him for relegating us seven years ago, so I'm not particularly excited by that. Um, yeah, do you know, I, I'd go into somebody foreign coming in, and um, but somebody that's got a record of playing football the Hibs way, um, and something that's a bit, yeah, yeah. Do you know, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open-minded and. I don't know why you're not excited by Alec Neil, Bobby, I have to say, because I know you, you you haven't forgiven him. However, he proved what a good manager he was by keeping Hamilton up and relegating him. So, and that led to a, a 
good time down in England managing club So I think uh, Alec Neil, if he wanted the job Would be good for the club yeah, yeah, do you know what? I, I accept that, you know, I think he, he, he could very possibly be a, a good appointment and a transfer window coming up to bring in a couple of players. Um, yeah, yeah, do you know what? If he was appointed, I'd be happy with that. Um, but yeah, I'd also mm. be open to, to, to some somebody a bit left field. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating, Kenny, because it feels like Alex Neil and Derek McInnes are so obvious It's just yep. so obvious Good managers who, well, Who've operated At a good level One particularly here With Aberdeen Alex Neal's managed In the English Premier League And they're both available Maybe I'm being very uh, Maybe I'm being unfairly Sort of tarring All American owners With the one brush here So I get that But you look at Aberdeen And, and they went in that Slightly different direction Albeit Stephen Glass Is Scottish But you, you know what I mean yep. <clears throat> You just wonder How Ron Gordon feels about it It might do you think it will be a name that we've not even considered Or are you looking at those kind of obvious candidates Firstly they're two fantastic candidates for the job You know Derek's done a wonderful job at Aberdeen for a number of years Knows the Scottish game Both as a player and a, and a manager Alex Neil, same Player as a man Wonderful job at Hamilton Firstly getting them up Obviously yeah relegating Hibs Which is no good for any Hibs fan But getting them there And I think when he left Hamilton had started that season Where they were sitting in third yep. Or they were up the top of the league as well Then he went down to Norwich And gets them promoted And like he's managed in the English Premier League So there's two fantastic candidates there But I still just think They should go through the process Because you never know when somebody Again if you want to call it left field mm-hmm. Left field comes in Sits in front of you And blows you away Absolutely They might be the guy You think you know what This is the man to lead our club forward Bobby and Guruk, that was a pleasure. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon because I'm not sure we've heard the end of this. Will you stay in touch? Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I'll be I'll be back in touch maybe after the cup final if it, if it goes ahead. I think exactly. Well, we won't hear for you for six months if it doesn't go to plan. Bobby and Guruk, thank you uh, very much. I'll take one more guess each on this teaser. Players who've got three or more goals Bashes in the Kala. league this I've season. I've got to jump in before you. <laughs> and have never played in Scotland before. So you've got Sakala, yes, Kyogo, Jota, Ramirez. Adibo. There's my list. No, he was here last season. Come on, you right. Abada. Uh, yes. Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll get the rest before the end of the show. Uh, let me give you a heads up about this. Cash for Kids. Mission Christmas. If you've already donated to this year's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas appeal, a huge thank you from all of us, from Kenny Miller, Hugh Evans, myself, all of us here at Clyde One. Having said that, there is still a bit of work to do. In fact, there's a lot of work to do. There are still children and families out there that need our help. And you can make a real difference this year by supporting Mission Christmas. Today is Cash for Kids Christmas Jumper Day. Loads of you across Glasgow and the West have been wearing a wee festive number raising money for a great cause you've done a great thing and every single penny goes back out to help kids and families in our area that need it the most so for all the details on how to continue your fundraising or just to leave a donation head to clyde1.com forward slash mission that's cash for kids mission christmas with J&D Pierce structural steelwork fabrication and construction number one for football in Glasgow and the west 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the home straight with Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller It's 0141-951-1025 And we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB Where incidentally I can see tweets coming in from the likes of Stephen Roy Who's given the teaser uh, a good go tonight We're looking for 8 players who've got 3 or more league goals In Scotland's top flight this season But they've never played in Scotland before so guys like Kyogo, Jota, Ramirez, Sakala, Abada. 
Van Veen Yes The budget bear camp Is on there Kevin Van Veen Any more Hugo I think I've hit the wall So are we looking for Two more Yep Yeah they are tough ones I must say uh, They are tough indeed uh, Right Tomorrow afternoon Hugh It's We've sort of covered off The Hibs side of it If you like With, uh-huh. with David Gray that that was always that was going to be a massive game anyway because the on, one of the only other teams who are on a league run as poor as Hibs is St Mirren, and you just wonder what impact that will have in Paisley. Well, first of all, the impact on the Hibs players. Uh, you know, the, I hate it when they come out after a manager has gone and saying we should take responsibility, take greater responsibility while he's there, please. Uh, so we'll see Hibs' attitude tomorrow. Uh, St Mirren. You know they could really be doing with the result as well. So it's a day for the needy uh, in Paisley tomorrow. Um, Jim Goodwin linked with the Hibs job, uh, but of course saying all the right things because he has a job with a good club in St Mirren. So very interesting. As will the St Johnston Aberdeen game be interesting because there's Callum Davidson mentioned in connection with the Preston North End job now filled. Uh, he's second bottom of the league The season after yeah. winning two cups uh, Now I have no doubt That all the ability that he showed last season Hasn't evaporated and deserted him uh, So Callum Davidson I'm sure will get St Johnson out of this But it's a very tough game for them tomorrow Against a resurgent Aberdeen Yeah what stands out for you tomorrow Kenny? Yeah I'm, I'm, I like the look of uh of the St Mirren Hibs game to be honest with you because I like the way uh, Jim's got St Mirren playing you know they've, they've been unfortunate as well they're playing some really good stuff creating a lot of chances just not scoring enough goals so the, I think the stat on the amount of shots they've had over the last three games is, is outrageous and they've only got three goals to show for it so really interesting game for uh, for both parties again but that game on Sunday uh, at Tynecastle will be oh. a, I'll be um, it's mouth watering you know nice and quiet wouldn't it it's, you know a great place to play Tynecastle with the fans right on top of you it's, it's a it's a brilliant place to play in. and you know there's when the, when the old firm come to town the I think they're a little bit extra uh, sort of extra lively so it'll be a real good encounter another another it's the next test it's the next test for Giovanni so really looking forward to that is it as special an atmosphere to to play in as, as people talk about absolutely as you know like for some reason like the, the fans just like because they're right on top. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been hit with pies. I've been <laughs> called this. I've been called that. You know, it's uh, sounds like just you enjoy a, that. Yeah, yeah it's, listen, it's all part and parcel. Like, you know, I don't condone throwing in on the pitch, obviously, or or even the silence. Because when I got hit, it was when I was a sub. But, uh, <laughs> it was uh, no. It's a brilliant place to play. Real good atmosphere. It's the games you want to play, and you know, and it's uh, like Hugh says, high noon at Tynecastle. It'll be a, it'll be a really really interesting. Do you think you having played for Hibs might have something to do with the pies? I think it was maybe I think got hit when I was at Hibs and when I was at Rangers to. <laughs> So it was uh, no, it's a, Always love going to Tynecastle Yeah he's ticked a lot of boxes there uh, For the Hearts fans Let's bring in Alec Who's a Motherwell fan from Presswick What's on your mind tonight Alec? Hi how are you doing alright Everybody okay? Oh yeah. good thanks Are you? Hi fine good. Yeah, I was just good. listening earlier on And I was going to leave it upset With the, the talk about Celtic Not having a striker They don't really need a striker tomorrow Because Motherwell doesn't have any defenders That's a very good point Right, and the point I'm saying is that if you were supporting any team, what you'd want to do is have as many games as possible, a cup final, playing in Europe week in, week out. So that goes with the territory. But the bottom line is we're all in the same boat. We all get injuries and we all have to go on with it. Now, Celtic and Rangers have got 10, 15 times the 
the money that Mullow's got. Maybe even 40 times. We've got 30 players against our 20 players. Just have to get on with it. So the fact that you don't have a striker and we don't have a centre-half possibly tomorrow means it'll be a very exciting game. Nil-nil written all over it. I don't know about that, but Hugh, you can't, can't really argue. It's, it's going to be a battle in midfield. Then. Yeah, I, I yeah. get it, Hugh, because like high-profile and it was on Europe and, and Kyogo's Kyogo and all that stuff. But Alec is right to mention it. Graham Alexander's... Motherwell side I think last week When the game finished Against Hibs Bevis Mugabe Was the only Fit centre back They've uh-huh. got So that's not That's not ideal either No um, I, I didn't realise That Graham Alexander's Problems were so Plentiful uh, So it all adds To the occasion um, As I say It's fascinating uh, If The Celtic supporters Think Oh Hadn't realised that Motherwell don't have any Central defenders left They still have to find out how Ange Postacoglu finds his way around having no recognised striker left to pick. Uh, and whoever takes up the position is, as you said earlier on, Gordon, a square peg in a round hole. But having thought that Celtic might struggle at Tannadice last Sunday uh, on the back of injuries and then watch them produce the performance of the season, who knows? I get And obviously I would I would say this Kenny But you get where Alec is coming from Because Whoever It's going to be That that gets that Striking role For Celtic at the weekend Even if it's an unfamiliar one You can guarantee Whoever it is Walks into the Motherwell team Or walks into Whatever team They're up against On that day So I know it gets a lot of focus When The big teams uh, Get injuries But you know There are so many other clubs Out there that would do anything for the, the riches that the big two have got No, Of course they would And whoever does play I mean we've named three or four players That could potentially play in that position And each one of them will bring something different to the role But each one of them are very very good players You know and they'll, and they'll find a way Celtic need to find a way to, to manage Like you says, They've got to find a way to get past it They've got games to win There's three points available A big big three points on, on Sunday And there's a cup final next week So whoever does it like you say Would probably walk into most teams So you're not buying into the Good time to play Celtic argument Alec? No I, I think the bottom line is You know let's be realistic If I was supporting Motherwell And we're in a cup final Still in Europe And still aiming for the top of the league I'd be very happy the reality is we don't have the resources they do. I'm quite happy with what's happening. And if we get a result on Sunday, they'll be happy. If not, we've got other teams to win against. So I'm happy anyway. Jeez, Re- that's how simple it is, Hugh. Yeah, however, resources don't always cut it. Uh, Celtic have, Nine times out of ten, though, I think that's Celtic have dropped five points out of six against Livingston this season. Now, Livingston... What do you think, Kenny? Would they have the lowest budget in the league? I think they would definitely be competitive. Yep, for that, for that honour. Yep. Uh, so Celtic have dropped five points out of six to Livingston. So resources on their own don't win mm. games. Celtic approved it. Uh, and Graham Alexander celebrating another Manager of the Month award. So his team yeah. are in a, are in a good place, albeit without any defenders. Well, Tony Watt going back to Celtic Park at a time when he's the top goal scorer in the Premiership. You would have got a bet on that at the start of the season. Uh, so he'll want to do well at Celtic Park. Uh, Van Veen uh, would make a real nuisance of himself. Uh, as I say, Rangers will have played by then. If Rangers have beaten Hearts and the gap is seven mm. points, there is an immediate pressure on Celtic at three o'clock. They cannot 
come off the park with anything less than three points then Thank you Alec I hope you have a good weekend How are you doing on this teaser you two We're looking for two more players Who've got three or more in the top flight this season But they've never played in Scotland before this campaign So you've got yeah. uh, Kyogo, Jota, Ramirez, Sakala, Abada, Van Veen The other two are tough I must say They I've are tough one. Have you? Yeah, St Mirren midfielder Connor Ronan oh, What a yeah, shout that is oh. What a shout that is Connor Ronan, well done Think we've beat you. I don't. I don't see any of you topping that. Seven out of eight. Um, is he at Ross County? He is, by the way. Um, Megan Charles Cook. No, he no. played last season. Uh, okay. He Take can't me. have many more than three. It must be three, is it? Because he's not. He's not an attacking player. Oh, is, it, <laughs> is it? Is it Arsenal? He's on loan from. Nah, I'm gone. He's a very sort of powerful right sided player. Great turn of pace. His initials are HC. Harry. <laughs> no. Clark. That's what I was just about to say. Harry I'm Clark. Sure he will. Yep. Harry Clark, well done. Yep. Thank you, Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevens. A pleasure. As always, we're back at two o'clock tomorrow. Great fixtures. St Johnston, Aberdeen, St Mirren, Hibbs, Dundee United, Livy, and Ross County, Dundee. And of course, looking ahead. To a Sunday as good as it gets Hearts Rangers Celtic Motherwell So much to get through tomorrow At 2pm So make sure you join us Thanks for your company tonight GBX up next